Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you ask me, Jonathan, anonymity on social media is a double-edged sword. On the one hand, it allows users of anonymous accounts to freely express their opinion. It's just really more of me being able to freely voice out my dissent online without being put in a place where the armies of the other camp will be able to harass me. Because again, like I'm quite familiar with the personalities during that time. They really attack you, right? Uh, which they've done to the known personalities coming from the opposition. So, ayoko yon. But on the other hand, alter accounts have a lot more freedom to say what they want with very little accountability. The fandom, um, they hate me, they love me because sometimes I trash their idols, sometimes I express support for their idols, so mga ganon. So, nakaaway ko na yan, lahat ng fandom sa Twitter, like... <laughs> Hello, I'm Jonathan Ong, disinformation researcher and professor at the University of Massachusetts at Amherst and Harvard University. And I'm Kat Ventura, Puma Podcast. You're listening to Catch Me If You Can, where we take a deep dive into the world of online trolls and talk to personalities involved in influence operations on social media. In this episode, we hear from the person behind the Twitter alter account at Super Negatrona. So this is the person behind the Super Negatrona account. Close mutuals of mine on Twitter call me Negs. So yeah, just call me Negs. <laughs> you just heard the voice of Super Negatrona. Negs is one of the many alter accounts that grew in popularity and influence on Twitter. Negs created this alter account in June 2019 as a way to freely voice out their opinions online. Yeah. So in 2019, initially, was really um, the main driver for me was to be able to voice out my grievances. You know, like um, when it comes to you know how inefficient and how walang kwenta the government was <laughs> during that time. So when I decided to create the account, I was partying in Sargao, <laughs> and then. Some of my friends were saying, for someone opinionated as you, you should use a platform. Get off Instagram because it's all pretty, pretty. Hobadero alang din naman sa Instagram. Get a better platform. <laughs> Next was obviously frustrated about the political situation in the Philippines after 2016. Very highly educated, he was looking for a platform to rant and connect with like minded others. It also helps that he's huge into pop culture, so there's many topics for Super Negatrona to take a position on. But the turning point for the Super Negatrona account was the 30th Southeast Asian Games, sponsored by the Philippines. Negs was a volunteer at the Games and had access to the organizing committee. And that was when Negs connected with other alter accounts 
and started to grow his followers. That was 2019, and then that was a Sea Games. Um, so if you're familiar with one of the accounts, which is Alt ABS CBN. So Alt ABS CBN, without revealing too much, I know she's a journalist, and during the Sea Games, I think she was covering the entire event. So if you remember during that time, she's the one to break the news, like you know, fiascos happening during the Sea Games. I I think. The photo that came out of the Vietnamese team, I think, you know, sleeping on the floor of the hotel. She was the first one to dish that out on on Twitter because I think she was on the ground during that time. So that kind of gave me an idea as well to go double agent undercover. <laughs> so I tapped into my network and then eventually I found myself within the organizing team of Sea Games. <laughs> Next, are you a journalist? No, 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 no. But I have a lot of friends in the industry, both on the journalism side as well as on the creative side of things. That's why I can, you know, I have this insider info. Next, Al says he works in fintech and is part of executive management. I work in the fintech industry. I'm part of management, so yeah, I had to protect that side of me. That's why I created this account. Yeah. Would you um, consider yourself a middle management, upper management? Yeah, just a bit of like your background also in terms of um, educational background. I'm part of executive management with the title of senior vice president. So I'm a college degree holder. I have a post-grad degree. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I'm also thinking about your uh, persona and your professional life um, in um, fintech. Is it a space where you can actually express what you really, really believe in that you can't otherwise do in real life? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think my personality in real life is not far from my personality with, with Super Negatrona. I think in, in my role and in my job and in the industry that I'm working in, Honesty is greatly appreciated, and I practice that on a daily basis. Like I call out people, <laughs> and I will say, "Oh, this is this is not the way to do it. This should, you know." But again, it's not really what you say. Sometimes it's really how you say it, right? It's there's there's an art to it. Ako yung tanong ko lang sana, bakit super negatrona? Sa yung pangalan Um, in in gay lingo, kasi negatrona is like you're negative. So if you increase the magnitude of that, you're super negatron, I guess. I was coming from that rationally why I chose the, the name. Yeah. Common yung negatron for early millennial Becky speak, right? Yeah. Uh-uh, uh-uh. So Jonathan, what are your thoughts on super negatron so far? What were the tweets that caught your attention? Bakit si Negs? Yeah, so I remember Super Negatrona, aka Pink Five. Um, that's their official long Twitter handle. So this is obviously a pink account, so an anonymous account supporting VP Lenny. Um, and obviously, um, this is a genre of accounts that have mushroomed as well. Um, over the past couple of years, right? So I noticed Super Negatrona retweeting a lot of Alt-ABS-CBN and their posts. Also, Malacanang events and catering services. You know, other meme accounts na very much pro-opposition. I was just really curious, um, Kat, as to who they are, where they come from, um, what are their politics formally, how do they 
identify themselves? Um, are they formally connected to campaigns or do they see themselves as volunteers? Mm-mm. This is something that we have picked up in the news as well because they're not just the ordinary alter accounts that would, for instance, your favorite example, right? Senora Santibanez, that's just there to be snarky and to be malicious. Uh, in this case, we do have alter accounts now that do have inside info. I mean, of course, we would still verify what they're saying and we won't immediately pick it up. But just that idea, the thought that there is someone else out there monitoring the events, just like us. Yeah, it comes across in Super Negatron's um, tweets na hindi lang siya shit poster, although very snarky din siya. And they obviously can banter and respond to trolls when they attack the account. Pero at the same time, parang may mga explainer threads, may parang historical um, discussions. They're functioning as a kind of new knowledge influencer for their respective political camp. In this case, the Kakampinks, na parang um, they look up to Super Negatrona to articulate political positions, to articulate values, why they support, you know, um, Lenny Robredo. Hindi lang siya pa cute, hindi lang siya pang attack. I find it very curious no, that um, Negs in real life is a high powered executive. To me, it's very telling na yung account name niya is super negatrona na they're gonna embrace being negative, um, being critical. And I'm sure parang all of us have all these pressures in everyday life to appear positive, respectful, makisama, um, get along with others. Um, diba? And so I can see how an alter account becomes your release valve for all of those critical um, expressions and your frustrations. Yeah, but the idea of an alter account, just what it's called, alter account, does it mean that you're not your authentic self or it's another self that you're trying to project online? Is that what you think it is? That's a good question, Kat, because, you know, as an academic um, and as a social scientist, it touches on, you know, foundational texts. The work of Irving Goffman talks about the presentation of self and how we occupy different roles and we embrace um, the expectations of different roles and play up to those expectations, anticipate what people expect from us in specific situations. So, for example, yeah, how I behave in the classroom will be super different from how I will behave, you know, with my friends um, when we do crystals um, and talk about astrology. Yeah, you know that, right? Like, so, so I don't tell, yeah, my students all about my astrology. Although sometimes during a retrograde um i would yeah well anyway yeah so that's an example of a disruption people are expecting me to present and occupy this position as an academic expert but you know there's slippages of other selves i don't have that same judgment that people have you know a core authentic self prior to social media and therefore a social media expression becomes your fake self I don't hold that judgment. And many colleagues of mine who are sociologists and anthropologists would also not have that um, judgment. So for us, parang we see um, the self as expressed in very different ways. 
in particular context. So for me, an alter account can actually be your most authentic self. Mm, that's interesting. So if you feel that you are being censored or pressured to hold positions, you know, that you feel you will be judged on um, in everyday life, another account could be that outlet for that genuine expression. So, so yeah, um, I hope that answers your question, Kat. Yes, it does. And I do have this other insight. Like, alter accounts, it's not exactly new, is it? Mm-hmm. Because in journalism, we do have pen names. I do remember Marcelo Del Pilar. He was a prominent writer and journalist during the time of the Spanish occupation. And he would write using a pen name, Plaridel. And as you pointed out, Jonathan, this is not a troll account. At least, that's not why it was created. This was an account that wasn't out to get anyone. Negs just really wanted to express his thoughts freely. But in the process, things started to get political. Negs started attacking accounts of pro-government Twitter users. And when it came time for the 2022 presidential elections... Negs had just enough influence and support from other alter accounts to rally behind the opposition candidate, Vice President Lenny Robredo, and take a more aggressive stance on Twitter. One of the things that I said negative about the campaign, and I think I mentioned this to Jonathan, I was never a believer of the radical ang magmahal concept. Uh-oh. Like, you fight fire with fire if you're in a campaign. Diba? Like, when people talk shit about you, you just don't smile and accept it willingly. Kayo, ikaw ba on Twitter? Kasi marami rin siraan doon, tapos marami ang puro. Hindi, positive naman si BBM. Ikaw ba? Nag-negative campaigning ka ba? Siniraan mo ba siya? Oh, yeah. Siguro, negative campaigning an example of what we did. Like, every time the Bongbong Marcos account tweets, Alt-ABS-CBN will be the first one there commenting something funny. And then I would second that comment and make it, you know, and we'll just make fun out of him. Like, kunwari, during the campaign, para mamimigay yata sila ng phones na Cherry Mobile. So, so parang out ABS-CBN commented, syempre we have a group chat over DM, no? So, isi-send yun sa group chat namin, tapos sabi niya, Neg, sundot, ganon. So, ang comment niya is like, ano ba yan? Cherry Mobile lang, ganon. So, parang ganon yung comment niya. And then, I, I'll be right there, right after her reply saying, out of the billions that you stole from the country, Cherry Mobile lang, hindi nyo man naginawang Nokia, mga ganon. Yeah, just thinking about, you know, Drag Race Philippines. You know, the idea of drag culture, <laughs> roast culture sa mga comedy bars natin. Of course, Super Negatrona. He knew what he was getting himself into. But may hugot. It comes from personal experience, as he himself has said. And so I wonder, is there some reflection that you might be able to, uh, to share about gay people and gay Pinoys and how we're very fluent in the online spaces. My general observation about this is that most of the successful accounts that are being handled by LGBT members are successful because LGBT folks are just really that intelligent and funny. 
And may hugot kasi eh, ang LGBT. We come from a place of struggle. You know, growing up, we are exposed to certain things that our cis sisters and brothers were never exposed to. So, in a way, that kind of hardens us. So, when you take that kind of personality online, parang sticks and stones won't break your bones. Na parang when people start calling you names in, in, in an online platform, I mean, you'll just laugh it off and then make jokes about it because that's how LGBT people are naman talaga in real life. Yeah, and did you participate in mga mass report hours or were you targeted by them? I, I think I was targeted several times during the campaign period for mass report. So, may na mass report nila ako. And, you know, like during the campaign period, I also had a TikTok account under NEGS. And then, si Twitter account, like there were two or three instances during the campaign period where I lost access to the account for 24 hours. Like, I couldn't tweet. I can scroll, but I couldn't tweet. So I had to submit a appeal to the Twitter um, support team to unlock my account. So dalawa or tatlong beses yun nangyari. Although, to be fair, I am really not sure how many of those two or three instances ang gawa ng kabilang camp, the political camp, at gawa ng mga fandoms. Because I, I offend a lot of fandoms, right? So, And they're a very organized body when it comes to reporting, mass reporting. You have no idea how organized they are. So we go back to this concept you introduced in our previous episode called brigading. Brigading, again, is a form of online harassment tactic where a group of people rally against an individual in a coordinated and organized way. An example of this is the mass report hour, which you did mention before. But you raised an interesting question here, Jonathan, on ethics. For some people, um, they criticize a mass report hour as also an example of inauthentic coordination. And that if you do it, um, you're no different from the trolls themselves. How do you justify it as a necessary tactic? If the user is a misogynist and has been spewing fake news online and have been trolling legitimate users online and harassing other users online, my God, they ask for it. After spending three years on the platform, you'd automatically know someone who is really trolling and then someone who's just voicing an opinion of dissent. Kasi pag opinion of dissent lang yan, magarambulan lang kami. Like, mag-aaway lang kami yan verbally on, on Twitter. Pero okay, let's say, if this account is targeting, you know, specific accounting users, you know, doxing them or sharing their private information online because they were able to track them down on Facebook. Yung mga ganon, kasi ganyan ang ugali nung, nung mga yan eh. If there's one hint in your account that can lead to, let's say, your bigger Facebook account, they will really go to your Facebook account, get your pictures over there, Put it on Twitter and then start hell for you. Super Negatrona's participation in the 2022 elections would spill over to real life. Nexus' influence did not die with his account's followers. Robredo's campaign organizers seem to have picked up on some of Super Negatrona's tweets and ideas for the campaign. 
ano, that's going to be my number one, you know, core memory um, during the campaign. Because I, like, like I shared, Jonathan, diba, I was also live tweeting the rallies that I attended. So anyway, after the Pasig rally kasi, so I experienced na how massive it was, right? Like, it's, it's one political rally like no other, at least for me, during that time. Anlaki talaga, and we could barely move during the entire event. So sabi ko, if Makati's gonna hold their own rally, it has to be bigger than this. Like, for crying out loud, Makati, we hosted the, the 1999 year-ender party, the 2K party. In, in Ayala. So, it was just a brain fart of mine actually one day na parang sinabi ko, pag sa Makati gagawin yan, it has to be in Ayala. Ati Regine should be on top of Manila pen with VP Lenny and then the senators will be in the waterfalls, ganyan-ganyan. And then apparently, um, I know someone from the organizing committee, they picked on the tweet daw. So, kinausap niya ako personally, like, can, can you just explain to me Next, bakit ba Makati? And we met talaga personally, ha? Um, sabi ko, kasi ganito, ganito, ganyan, ganyan, ganyan. Tapos, and then, I think he kinda understood where I was coming from at that point. So sabi niya, sige, let me just put this on the table for discussion with the organizing team. Ang pakiusap ko po sa bawat number 10 na Lenny Robredo sa balota, kailangan may number 7 na Kiko Pangilina na kasama. So Jonathan, there have been discussions of online violence being real-world violence. And I wonder in this context, does it apply all the time that conversations online could have an impact on what's happening in real life? We saw any other examples of this during the campaign? I remember being really upset in 2019 and we did include that um, in the 2019 um, elections report that I co-authored with Nicole Corato. And Ross Tapsell, we use the example of Malacanang events and catering services and their posts about anti-China racism. If you recall, at the time, parang they played up yung China rivalry, Chinese workers invading Manila, invading Boracay. Na decontextualized photographs. Na parang look at this Chinese person pooping in intramuros or in SM, etc., na hindi naman verified kung saan yung photograph. To me, I was just upset because um, it seems like it was trying to intervene on a political issue that will benefit the opposition, which is um, critiquing Duterte's position of, of being an ally of China. But did it have much of an impact in the elections or at least the discussions around it was it bolstered by these posts online? From 2019, it didn't seem like the anti-China narrative advanced by alter accounts online had a direct impact on the vote. But to me, it had a direct impact on everyday social relations, right? Um, just thinking about the kind of anti-Chinese expressions that became normalized online, especially during COVID, 
right, in 2020, and a lot of the slurs, it does have a real-life consequence if one continues to normalize um, hateful expressions online. Picking up from what you said of these anonymous accounts, these alter accounts actually perpetuating that kind of vicious narrative during the 2019 elections. Now, I'm starting to think now, Jonathan, do you think it has anything to do with the fact that there are little consequences for these accounts to say these things? Absolutely. So I think the most concrete examples of hateful speech having no consequences for the person who expressed them would be anonymous accounts who are very much guilty of misogynist speech and transphobic speech um, in this last election cycle. These speech often overly fixate on physical appearance, on diba, parang how they're looking at a particular moment. So I think that needs to be called out. And itong mga anonymous accounts don't suffer any consequences other than uh, maybe ma-ban sila for a while or ma-report for a while, mawawala, but they can resurface in other ways. I was super concerned about the SIM card registration act because it would have required all Filipinos to provide their personal information before they activate their SIM cards and also when they open social media accounts required to disclose their real name and phone number. It was overreaching um, in the kinds of provisions it empowers law enforcement to unmask anonymous accounts online. So under the SIM Card Registration Act, had it been passed, and it was not passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was vetoed. Yeah, shockingly vetoed it. Um, and, and scholars like me and also global freedom of speech activists actually praise him for vetoing this because it would have undermined privacy, free expression too. Actually, so that was a waiting game for a lot of the alter accounts. We were waiting what will happen to that certain piece of legislation, no? Um, but for me naman, um, depending on how it's going to go about, I had naman a certain level of protection talaga put into the account from day one. Like, I have a foreign number um, attached to it. Again, I also use a VPN and then also its own email address. But then again, you can never be too safe pag may ganyan na kasing legislation eh. So we were talking, me and my, my, my mutuals, that if this passes, we will have to go dark. We will definitely go dark because I, most of us, well, all of us, you know, value more our personal lives um, than these accounts that we have been maintaining um, through these years. So if I were to sum it up, there are definitely dangers to having alter accounts as well because they have little consequences or little accountability to their speech. Sometimes it can become a bit too vicious. Sometimes it can be used to attack ideas, to attack certain groups. But the risks of losing that freedom of speech, not being able to express yourself, just weigh a lot more heavily in this case. But apart from the institutional solution that they are seeing to this, I do understand that Online, people are trying to take proactive or at least they call it proactive measures 
to discipline these people who get vicious, do have opposing views to them. Do you agree with that? Listening to Dengs, it really resonates with me. You know, the idea that Pinoy's are parang malambot yung ating puso. We're so easy to forgive. We're so easy to welcome back people we have canceled long ago. If you talk to the other accounts like mine, like Alt-ABS-CBN, Alt-GMA, or Alt-A2Z, we're willing to give up the accounts at any moment. As soon as we feel we've had enough of it, we can let go and just deactivate and never return. I think that's also the beauty of it because wala kaming ganong attachment dun sa account unlike the other influencers where, you know, it's really now a part of their persona, you know, their real-life persona where business comes in because of this, you know, status and social media, right? Mm-mm. Yeah, no, I do understand where he's coming from because cancel culture is temporary. I do understand some PR groups would advise their clients to just sit it out, wait out the storm, wait for everything to pass, and then go back online. I think what Negs is also trying to get at is just fighting fire with fire. Like He came into the game knowing full well what he was getting himself into. Fighting fire with fire, I think, is... It's, it's an evil necessity at this point because everyone is just out there spewing vitriol, fake news. Though you can counter that naman with facts, but to be honest, like, where did that get us into the last elections, diba? Wala din naman. I mean, I applaud people who still do that. Respect to, to those folks. But it's just really not my style, I guess. Ad hominem kung ad hominem tayo, ganon. <laughs> Because I think that's the language that they understand. Kunwari like me, it's it's always been my style when a legitimate user in in Twitter or in, in Twitter would attack VP Lenny and calling her names like you know calling her popo kimagayan. Tapos may may picture ka talaga jan na nakabalandra talaga your face. I would attack how you look. <laughs> like, bago mo problemahin, girl, si VP Lenny, problemahin mo muna yung no mo na singlapad ng airport, ganon. And then, I, I'd really make it funny and then people would start, you know, latching on to the tweet and then laughing at it and then they'd also start attacking the person and the person would suddenly go radio silence. O, oh, di tapos siya, di ba? Dito siya magtitweet ulit. Manahimik ka na lang dyan. So in this podcast, what we always try to do, Jonathan, is to sort of break those stereotypes of what we have of these people online. My own personal stereotype of alter accounts, honestly, I always thought they were people who were bored. They didn't have much to do online. And so they created an alter account to sort of wreak havoc without any consequences, without much accountability to it. But unmasking the character and the person that Super Negatrona is starting to realize that there is so much more to these alter accounts that they do have their own reason and their own purpose for being online. And it doesn't frighten me as much as it excites me that they do have influence in our politics, in our society, and how these people are able to express these opinions it's just very refreshing to me. 
Yeah, so I think one stereotype that Super Negatron breaks is the idea that you have to be very public and real about uh, your credentials as an influencer. Pwede kang maging knowledge influencer without saying, diba, na I'm a PhD holder and here are my real works. But through long Twitter threads, through linking their works, you know, um, properly inciting other news sources um, and academic sources, they're able to become a trusted source of, you know, expert opinion among that political camp. To me, I found it really interesting, Kat, how you made a direct comparison that each political camp seems to be propping up their own altar, their micro-celebrities. So if on the one hand you have a Senora Santibanez who's pro-Duterte, pro-Marcos, the other camp has Alt-ABS-CBN and also Super Negatrona. At the same time, um, they are different in the kinds of expressions that they post. Um, I would see, you know, see Senora is very much on brand with their bitchy, snarky personality. Pero si Super Negatrona, while negative, sounds very intellectual at times. You know, so- sounds very pop culture savvy at times. So, may kanya-kanyang personalities din sila. But in, in the case of Super Negatrona, hindi siya kumikita ng pera. I wanted to ask um, as we wrap up, does Super Negatrona look more sympathetic to you, Kat, dahil hindi siya tumatanggap ng pera? I would have to say it's, it sort of does, but not because he's not getting paid, not because he's not accepting cash. I don't have anything against online influencers who earn money through their accounts. I feel like if you are business savvy, go ahead. But I think what I do like about Super Negatrona is how he also uses his account to help other people. He did mention during our interview that some folks would message him online asking him to retweet some of their posts to help them with their advocacies, to help with fundraising, to which he would always oblige. I also think, yeah, it speaks to their privilege, their educational background, you know, um, the capacity of Super Negatrona to comment on just a variety of topics and always in a humorous way. And so, hindi ka magsasawa. Walang umay factor. Super Negatrona brands itself as being very negative. Um, Actually, if you look at and follow their account, it's always with a right mix of humor and sundut. I'm just amazed though, Jonathan. I did not think that an account could be super negative and yet not toxic. And we will continue to break these stereotypes as we go along. We do have other interviews with other Alder accounts, which I'm excited to share with everyone else. Again, I'm Kat Ventura, Puma Podcast. And I'm Jonathan Ong. This episode was edited by Carl Sayan. The series was funded by Internews and powered by Puma Podcast. Follow Catch Me If You Can on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have suggestions or comments for the show, would like to hear them. Maybe you also want to be a guest in this show and become a whistleblower. Follow me on Twitter at Jonathan underscore C underscore Ong. Maraming salamat po.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.